Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Gentlemen and ladies, welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., you're listening to Authentic Talk, someone who's just down to earth that when you're riding along in your car, you could just relate to. Now, if you're an anti-Trumper, you're probably not going to like a lot of stuff that I say. But beyond that, you will have a really, really good time listening to facts being presented in a very authentic way. I wonder, you know, did you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving? I, I know I did. You know, my family, I mean, we we went, most of our family are conservative. So I, I went uh, to the Thanksgiving dinner. We had a good time. I don't even think we spoke about politics at the actual dinner. We were eating. We weren't talking. We was eating eating some good, solid food. But when we were sitting on the couch looking at TV, we talked a little politics. Fortunately, everyone in the house is conservative. And it was one person in the house that wasn't conservative, but he's what what I would consider a logical liberal, right? He's a liberal, but he has logical common sense about what's going on in America. But joining me today in the studio is two special people. I have my my young son, Caden, and I have my better half, Corinne, is in the studio with me. I, I just want to ask them a question. I, I, I didn't put them on the spot. I know they may be a little nervous, but I'm going to ask them a few questions about their experience. And y'all better make me sound good on the radio. Caden, let me know, man. What, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Was it fun? Was it okay? Yeah, it was fun, and the food was delicious. Say it again. It was fun and the food was delicious. Oh, is that right? Did yep. you, you you played with a few dogs? Did you, you like them or no? Yeah, I love them. You love them? You want to get it? You want to get a puppy? Yeah. I don't know about all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corinne, babe, what what do you think about Thanksgiving? I had a wonderful time, so thank you for flying us home to see my family. I'm definitely thankful for you. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, get sentimental up in her. But anyway, thank you guys. I'll bring you guys back on the talk. That that was my young son, Caden. A uh, little nine-year-old looked just like me, just a light, lighter version of me. Um, so speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, it, the, it naturally flows to Black Friday. And Black Friday is always very interesting for me. I have never in my life participated in Black Friday. I just I don't I don't feel the need to be uh, waiting up all night just to get a few deals. Now, don't, mind you, those deals are excellent. I mean, you see, you get a a 70 inch TV for $400. I mean, if you just need it that bad, you might want to wait to overnight. But if you have been watching the news, you can look at this on on the Fox News. Uh, You can I I believe it's the website or you can see it on their uh, social media. Fox News has a thing. It's called Black Friday Fights. And literally people are acting ungodly. As it relates to getting things for Black Friday, they're punching each other. I've seen I see people ripping toys out of kids' hands. I, I hope that none of y'all listening was a part of that. I don't I don't I don't get it. Like I understand that you want you want to make your um, you want to get the deals. You've been waiting all year. Hopefully, you've been saving your money. Most people probably aren't saving their money. Not the people listening to this show. I'm talking about somebody listening to another show. All y'all perfect. You've been saving your money, and then you get there, and you, and you want to take advantage of these beautiful deals because you've never seen prices so low. But I think that it diminishes the, the purpose and the principle of try, these companies trying to go into the black from the red or whatever um, by you going in and brutalizing each other. I mean, punches being thrown over merchandise that 
you're you're still spending your money on. And, and, and statistics have shown that a lot of individuals are literally spending money that they don't have. And and I'm telling you this, and I and I hate to say this, but if you are in in no condition financially to shop during the year, I don't think it's a good time to wait just to Black Friday to do shopping. I, I think you should probably save your money and be more responsible because you probably don't need a 70-inch TV. I'll say this. You don't need it if you can't afford it outright. If you couldn't pay for that TV uh, early in the year and, and you're trying to do it on Black Friday, you probably don't need to be spending your money in that direction. I'm going to touch on this one thing before we uh, go to our next segment. Real, real quick. President Trump... <laughs> <laughs> the troll of Thanksgiving, the troll of Black Friday. I, I would say he he has trolled the entire weekend. He literally pump faked a, a reporter from Newsweekly. I think it's Newsweekly. Let me make sure I get the get the title right. Newsweek, a, a reporter. Let me make sure I get her title right because I don't want to say that she's a reporter. And she, I, I believe it was a reporter. She tweeted. I saw the tweet. She tweeted that Donald Trump is all he's doing during Thanksgiving is tweeting and golfing. So I guess she saw a motorcade go to Mar-a-Lago and she got deceived. Like people who have this intention to hate the president. She got deceived and tweeted out and pretty much did a story about how Trump is spending his Thanksgiving uh, golfing and tweeting. What she didn't know is that the president had already planned to go to Afghanistan to spend his Thanksgiving with United States troops. Jokes on you, young lady. And, and, and I, I hope that this is a, a, a illustration of how you don't want to let your bias and your hatred of the president or anybody in politics because you don't agree with them to to lead into your journalism. This is a perfect example. Who's eating crow on Thanksgiving because she was so adamant? And, 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 mean, and meanwhile, they fired the girl. Her name is Jessica Wong. I think her, her last name is pronounced Wong. Jessica Wong. You can look her up. She tweeted all this crazy stuff. Then she had to retract it and put out another tweet. No, we already caught you. And this would have never happened if she wasn't trying to jump the gun on a story to make the president of the United States look bad. And hopefully it's a lesson learned. I, I don't believe that it's beneficial on, on any side, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's beneficial for you to go all out and spend all of your time, effort and energy trying to make someone look bad. You're not going to make Trump look bad to who? To people who already dislike him? They're not going to like him anyway. I mean, he could come down and cure cancer. You know, he could come to somebody told me Donald Trump can walk on water and they'll be complaining uh, that he don't know how to swim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they'll be complaining. Oh, I guess he's walking on water. It's because he don't know how to swim. I mean, he could come down and cure cancer and people will be mad because he didn't do it soon enough. You know, they'll say he was colluding with the Russians to cure cancer. I, it, it just have gotten to a point of no return. And I know that it's kind of off subject of Thanksgiving, but it, it, it makes me or it reminds me of how thankful I am that President Trump is the president of the United States of America. And, and, I, and I'll say this before we go to the next segment. I don't care what he does on his own time. I don't care what he did before he's the president, as long as he didn't do anything that was criminal and, you know, which will put him in prison or he, you know, done prison time for something crazy. I don't care. I care and I'm thankful for the things that he's been able to accomplish. When you talk about the economy doing the best it's done in I don't know how long, when you talk about uh, uh, unemployment, when you talk, when you speak about um, other things that are related to the direction of this country, 
that are going positive. I think that that should be a great sign to be thankful. You don't got to like the man. Look at his policies. I think you agree with him. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. In the next segment, we're going to talk about a Starbucks employee that got fired for putting pigs on some Starbucks on a Starbucks order related to some officers. I'll catch you after the break. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. FM. What's going on? Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. I, I forgot to do it in the first segment. I always do this. We're having call-ins, ladies and gentlemen, at about 641, I believe. We're going to have people call in. I do this almost every time I come, I come on to the, the radio to do the show. The number is 602-277-5827. 5827 I want you to call in to give me your opinions about anything I talk about. You know, I would like for you to keep it brief and concise so we can get um, to further uh, things and I can answer more callers. But I, let, me, let me let me bring this subject up. This is this is my police segment. You know, I, I, I speak about this probably on, on a lot of my live streams that I do on the social media, on the YouTube. If you're not following me on YouTube, all my social media is at The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum on all of my social media. You can just Google it. You'll find me. I speak about the this idea or reality that people are so anti-police in this day and age that it has become sickening. And, 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 and they, they will go to any length to demonize police officers, demonize law enforcement. And, and I think in reality, it's not even based on legitimate interaction. It's based on social justice. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the term that I want to use, but it's when, when somebody a virtue signaling, that's what it is. They, people want to virtue signal. They want to feel as if they're um, somehow doing the right thing or, or, or operating in this in this this explicit virtue that for people who are marginalized, all this other BS, y'all know, y'all know how that stuff go. But it leads me to this story that I read about. And this is on Breitbart, um, Breitbart.com. You can look at their website. And in this story, it says that um, that there was a – let me see. This is not Breitbart. I always get, I'm always getting these things mixed up. Hold on a second. This one, that's my next story that I'm going to talk about uh, when it comes to – I forget the Breitbart story. It's not Breitbart. Let me see. Let me let me check the story. It's a CNN. Okay, CNN story. I'm surprised CNN actually put this out. And and when you read the article, it seems to be relatively good, a good, accurate depiction of what happened. So there's a Starbucks employee in Oklahoma that was fired for putting pig on the label of a police officer's coffee. Now, what what makes a person? I just can't for the for the life of me. I, I don't get this. What would make you feel so compelled that that you would see a man in a uniform? This this man has never done anything to you specifically. More than likely, 
This man has never harmed you. This man is wearing a badge and a uniform. And, and you feel the need to disrespect this person by putting pig on his coffee. The man just trying to get a drink at a Starbucks, which at the moment that he's in there is probably the safest place for you to be in the whole state of Oklahoma, unless you're at a police station or something like that. And you decide to put pig on his coffee. I think that's so disrespectful. And I'm glad that Starbucks did the right thing by firing this person because that's not in any business model. That's not the way people should operate as employees serving the public. You should serve in a very impartial way. And I'll say this. I connect and I think I'm very justified in doing this. I connect the hatred for law enforcement in America to it's almost like a modern day racism. Right. It's a, it's a modern day prejudice is that back in the day, some people and we all know this, we, we know our American history. They couldn't stand to see black folks like if you your skin color is brown. They hated you. Some people, not all. They hated you. You could you could walk into a facility and they automatically glared at you with this eye that you were worthless, that you were less than. They didn't even want you eating with other civilized folks. This same mentality I see is happening to law enforcement and police officers is that without justification, people look at an officer and the officer has never done nothing to them and they see them as the enemy. They see them as somebody they hate. They don't even want them to have the dignity of, of being able to drink a coffee in an establishment that they, these people don't even own. They don't even want the officer to have the dignity of drinking a coffee that he paid for without disrespecting him. And I'm going to say this as a former police officer, and I think I will speak to, to most police officers in the entire country, is that we go out and we're probably the least racist people in America. And, and it's because it's very difficult to be a racist police officer. And let me explain to you why real quick. You don't have a choice of who you serve. You have no choice. You can't pick and choose what cause you go to. And, 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 and there's a crook in every race. There's a crook in every demographic. So you're not going to just say, I'm just going to go patrol the crooks. You got you to gotta patrol everybody. And then there's lives to be saved in every race. So if you hate Mexican people, then, my God, you're going to be putting your life on the line every day in some of these cities in Arizona, especially if you, if you work in the Valley, that are, are primarily Hispanic folks. You're going to be put, if you hate blacks, if you hate whites, you're going to be putting your life on the line for those very people that you may, uh, in fact, hate. And I don't know what other way can drive racism out of you. And then the brothers that you work with, mind you, policing in America is a family. The people that you're working with, you're going to have to somehow hate them, yet work with them and risk your life for, for your fellow police officers. I'm telling you guys, I, I want to leave you with this before I go to the next segment. I want to leave you with this. Policing is a family. Least amount of racist people, the people that have probably the most integrity out of any other profession is law enforcement, law enforcement officers in America. And I pray every day that people can wake up and see that law enforcement officers are doing their job and they're the only thing that's keeping this country, that's keeping your city from being the wild, wild west. So if you have the opportunity, show them a little respect. 
tell them thank you. And if you don't want to tell them thank you, at least don't disrespect them. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. I'll catch you after the break. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Hey, make sure y'all call in 602-277-5827. I'm going to say it real slow because I hate it when people say it too fast when I'm trying to call in. 602-277-5827. 5827 it'll be in the next segment around 641 we'll have people call in you can address some things that you've heard on the show whether you like dislike it's all good i love to hear from you i want to just touch on this this story two stories that that caught my attention in the valley um just over the over the week over my holiday weekend i'd say my thanksgiving weekend was the, the the first one was these these young children um out there in gila county that i think their parents was trying to drive over to the uh, Tonto Creek and the water, I think it was probably deceptive. Maybe they thought they can cross. The water was, was running, flowing, active, and the car got trapped and it flipped over the, the vehicle and some kids are, are missing, you know, and they've confirmed a few dead. And I, I just, the reason that I'm bringing this story up is because I want people to be mindful and careful and, and, and never get into the mindset of thinking it won't happen to me. If you see running water over any of the washes in the Phoenix Valley, anywhere, it, it, it would be in your best interest to stop, let it dry out, go the other way. It's not worth taking that chance. Every year in the Valley, even in Tucson, when I lived in Tucson, we, when I was a police officer in Tucson, I mean, we used to see this all the time. Every year, people think, because they maybe not understand how the stream flows or how deep it is. They think that they can just drive right over and it's going to be okay because they're in an SUV or in a, or a bigger vehicle. But the problem is, is that you don't understand how gravity works when, when water gets underneath the tires or even how deep um, or how strong the current is. And it can wash, wash your whole family out. And, and it's sad that people even, I mean, anywhere, I know this is about 200 miles or a hundred or so miles, I think from the Phoenix Valley area, it's still, you know, it happens too often, and I want to just people to to be reminded to be precautioned when you're when you're approaching situations like that. Uh, in the in the midst of all of this, and, and it's just a piggybacking on that incident because of all the storms that came through um, the Phoenix Valley. I wasn't here; I was in California. <laughs> it was still storming in California, snowing and everything. I mean, I know it snowed in Arizona, but three tornadoes touched down. I think this all occurred around Friday night. Three tornadoes touched down. Now, I, I want to give you guys a little bit of information so you don't get too, I, I would say, afraid uh, as if this this climate change stuff is really occurring. I mean, this this has been going on um, since the 50s of tornadoes hitting in, in Arizona. It's not typical. You know, you don't see it happen often, obviously, because we live in the desert and the, and the climate conditions aren't necessarily conducive for tornadoes to thrive. I think one of them hit in the Glendale area, the 202 and Glendale Road. Uh, one was in Paradise Valley. And then the other one was near uh, Queen Creek. 
And that's, that's I mean, I, we were gone. So, but that's crazy. I mean, I couldn't even imagine being in that environment. Um, but it's not that bizarre, right? In, in 56, two of them happened. In 72, there were two. 76, three. In 1981, there was two. two in 92, it was three. 92, it was two. And then there was a, a period of time that it had not occurred, at least confirmed to be touched down. And then in 2019, we had three this year. So it's not a, a odd occurrence, but it, it does happen. Um let me let me jump let me jump into this this next thing because I, I always want to touch on politics because politics I'm I'm passionate about and I also want people to be informed and I'm a, I'm gonna give this quick synopsis then we're gonna try to end this segment early because I want to hear from you when you call in I'm gonna give the number again six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven and um we'll we'll make sure to do that so let let me talk about this Obama thing and this Trump ICE raid so ICE did a raid if, if you guys I wouldn't say it's a raid I, I gotta wrap it up fast okay we finna end soon and I thought so let me be quick about this so there was a fake university that was that was uh created in this administration right the university uh Farmington a uh, Farmington I'm sorry and that university um was created to capture people who were entering into this country illegally and trying to use the education system and grants in order to um have permanent residence here it's a gaming system People got outraged about it. And what people don't realize, if you haven't realized, this is not unique to the Trump administration. Obama did it. They had a a similar university. It's a typical practice where people can catch people staying into this country or trying to stay in this country illegally. Let me end that. Y'all call in. 602-277-5827. I really wanted to touch on that a little longer, but call in. Maybe we could talk about it when you call in. Um, I'll catch you in the next segment. You're listening to The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Tatum show is on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum show. We're having some difficulties, but you can still call in and maybe we can get this, this figured out and you can break through. Maybe you'll be the one. Uh, so I'm going to still give you the number 602-277-5827. Keep trying to call in. Um, we'll get it fixed here soon. Let me get back to this Trump thing. And I know I always talk about Trump, but man, hey, look, you always hearing about Trump on every news station that you turn on, so I might as well give my two cents. I was speaking about this this fake university, and I don't know if people have been following the news, but this is a big story, you know. 250 uh, foreign students, you know, got, I guess, apprehended or found out by ICE because of this university that the government literally created. And it was fake from the beginning. But there's really no excuse because people knew it was fake because you ain't got to take no classes at this university. And this has been a trend far before uh, President Trump got into office as it relates to people finding ways to scheme the government to remain in this country. 
And this particular incident, it was some Indian workers enrolled in this fake university uh, for work permits. And it's two federal government programs that they were uh, involved in or that gives leverage to allow them to remain in this country. And people have been taking advantage of it. Two programs is the uh, optional um, practical training and then the curriculum practical training programs. The two programs keep more than about 400,000 foreign graduates in these jobs, obviously, this filters down through or to the uh, H-1B visa program, which is very controversial. I mean, it, you, what you're doing pretty much in the H-1B visa is that you're allowing these foreigners to be educated and, and qualified. And then uh, business owners can can grab them as temporary workers. I think the, the limit is about six years that they can have them as temporary work, workers. And I'm assuming that they have to pay them congruent to the way they have to pay American citizens, but but they don't have to pay for the long term benefits. And a lot of Americans have issues with this because there are American workers that go to college that want access to these jobs. There is also the argument that there's a lot of jobs that are available and people don't want to take advantage of them. So then they have these foreigners. But, you know, I'm an American first guy, man. You know, I love immigration. I think that is reasonable. Um, but I don't think that it should trump people that already live in this country. No pun intended. Now, let's 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 continue to talk about this. People were outraged when the Trump administration had this this university, the Farmington University, which was fake outrage. Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, and then that other lady. I, I don't know why she's always in the news because she's not even a politician. Alyssa Milano is probably the most ignorant person and I'm not saying it in a, in a bad way like I'm really trying to be derogatory towards her but she's very ignorant to politics she had a debate with Ted Cruz earlier and earlier this year and it sound horrific everything was emotions and she's on a thing she crying about this fake university but Farmington University was prior to the Trump administration in 2015 this was created prior to Trump getting in office and, and people are for some reason, they feel that the need to be outraged, to have selective outrage. And some people may not understand or believe this um, because they haven't read, read about it or been educated on it. But Barack Obama did the same thing. Barack Obama's administration did a very similar, um, had a very similar objective. Because you know why? Because it was effective. It was effective. You get these people that don't want to really be here for real purposes and you get them to sign up in these nefarious deals and you catch them because you know what they're here to do. They're not here to support the country. They're not here to work legitimately. They're here to defraud our system and take advantage of us. And that's not acceptable. I don't care what part of the country you come from. This this happened to be Indian Americans. Or not Indian Americans, but in, foreigners from India. Indian foreigners. This, this is not Hispanics. Not not all immigrants in this country are, are from Mexico or from, are from um, um, Southern America. Or South America is what they call it. Not everybody's from there. And, and I think people are getting, you know, conditioned to believe that because the left wing media, they always get outraged when it comes to Hispanics and immigration. They don't get outraged when everybody else is doing it. But the only reason they were outraged in this scenario is because they felt like they caught Trump in something inhumane that he was doing. And Obama did the same thing. Which is which is to me very, very shameful. Let me jump because let me jump to another subject because I was talking about this last week on the show about Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A has really 
made me very upset about what they've recently done. You know, it's their money, their choice. They can do whatever they want to do with it. But when you come out as a Christian organization and you claim that you're advocating on behalf of Christians, and, and, and many Christians support you based on those principles, and then you turn around and, I don't know, walk back what your beliefs are. I know for a fact when, when the LGBTQ community, and I'm not saying this is everybody that's gay and lesbian, whatever, it's this, it's this whole movement of people that, that don't want, they want to they, they be hateful. They want to be hateful. This group is a, is a hateful group. Because you don't agree with what they're doing. They want to shut you down and put you out of business. And, and, and just because you advocate for, for uh, the biblical context of marriage, they want, to, they want to say that you're anti-LGBTQ, whatever. The, these, this group, this particular group, not necessarily individuals that I know by name, but this group, they come out and they demonize Chick-fil-A. And people like myself who are Christians, we came out and I bought I don't know how many sandwiches from Chick-fil-A. I was buying sandwiches and giving it to homeless people just because I wanted to support Chick-fil-A. I wasn't even intending on eating some of them because I couldn't eat all them sandwiches. But then what do they do? They come out this year and they lie to your face and say, oh, we're just changing our, our principles of uh, donations. So we're going to just donate to different different people. We've executed our obligation that we've had to the uh um what is the name of the organization the salvation army there's a college christian organization as well that they've donated to we've we've accomplished what we've agreed to with them and we're going to move in a different direction and what do they do the poverty law center the southern poverty law center is an organization that they decide to donate to now let me let me put this into context i it doesn't make sense for them to donate any level of finances to the Southern Poverty Law Center. One, because they're anti-Christian and they're supposed to be a Christian organization. Two, it's because they bring in about $137 million of revenue every year. And then they, they actually have um, what you call a, I'll figure out the term in a minute, but they have this this equity that they're managing um, that's about 400 plus million dollars endowment is what it's called the endowment that they have that they're managing over 400 million dollars and then they're bringing in about 137 million in revenue every year what 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 is the need for chick-fil-a to even be you know being a conglomerate i didn't say conglomerate but coordinating an effort to support that organization when that organization have put many christian organizations on a list calling them hate groups because they stand up for Christian values. Let me let me get in this real quick. Because I'm I'm about to, I'm trying to be calm about this whole Christian thing. If you are a Christian and you're listening to this, Christianity in America is under attack. And if you don't believe that, you're sleeping under a rock. When you have Christian organizations that are literally bowing down to pressure, and they can't even stand up for Christian values, we have a problem here. And I don't care what religion you are part of. It's fine. I'm talking to the Christians, the people who believe in Jesus Christ. We are going to have to make a stand at some point and stop kowtowing to these universities and people who are claiming that somehow we're a hateful group because we don't agree with everything everybody want to do. We live in America. Obviously, there's a separation of church and state, which I think is very ambiguous because we have God over almost everything we do, even on our money. But if you want to call it that, a separation of church and state, but come on, man, as it relates to the church, as it relates to religious freedom, we, we should be standing on our own, too. If you don't want to make a cake for somebody or make a particular cake, it's not that the, the organization didn't want to make a cake because they were gay. They just didn't want to want to make a cake design 
that, that, that conflicted with their Christian values. That is completely appropriate in my personal opinion. Chick-fil-A can come out and say, look, we support um, traditional marriage. And I, I, I personally, I don't think it's, it should even be called traditional marriage. It should be called marriage. Any definition or example of marriage historically have been between a man and a woman, period. Now, people in America want to add all this other context to marriage, then, and so be it. They can do what they want to do. The definition of marriage between a man and a woman. The purpose of marriage, and the, the only reason the government got involved in marriage is for procreation, to incentivize families to be together and to procreate. It wasn't because you were with somebody who you love. People love all kinds of people. That's not the that's not the purpose of marriage. But we've gotten into that. And if one side has an opinion to say marriage is between a man and woman and another side had an opinion to say marriage is between whoever you love, that's those two things can mutually exist in America because we're the freest country on planet Earth. But that don't mean that y'all got to be beefing. Right. Christians shouldn't really have to beef with LGBTQ and LGBTQ shouldn't have to beef with Christians. You should respect people's position. You're not going to go into a a predominant or LGBTQ bakery and say, I want to make a cake that says gays, gays are going to hell. That's not that's not a cake that you should even go in there and ask for. And if they say we ain't making that cake, you should be have enough cognitive reasoning in your own brain to say this is probably something that they don't want to make because it's completely against what they believe and i think that the same should go for the christian baker that say look i'm not making that because it's against what i believe and what we stand for you can go down the street to the other 45 bakeries and they can make whatever you want to make or you can open your own bakery and you can do whatever you want to do i don't know why there has to be a conflict but the prompt the, the problem here is that there's limit there's a small amount of conflict on the side of the Christians. Christians ain't, ain't out here protesting LGBTQ events like LGBTQ is, is, is protesting Christianity. And I, I think that's a very unfair balance. You know what I'm saying? In America, as a Christian, I don't feel the need to go and tell somebody how to live their life unless they ask me to. Now, if you ask me my opinion, I'll give it to you. Other than that, I'm trying to do the best that I can do to follow Christ. And I think the same thing. Don't stop. Stop bothering me about what you believe. Won't you just live your life? If you want to be gay in America, this is the this is the only country you could probably do that and, and and live a great life like you know other than other countries. I mean, you're not going to be prominent. You, you, we got a person who's who's claimed to be openly gay and running for president. In other places, that that's a non, you, that never happened for you. So, but why can't you just live your life? If you if you want a bakery, won't you make a bakery and then you can do whatever you want to do in your bakery. Why, why does it have to be a conflict? That's one thing that I will never understand. And one reason that it's hard to understand because people won't admit that there's an agenda here. There's an agenda. There are some people that want to eliminate Christianity and they want to force their beliefs down your throat. They want your kids to be involved in this as well. They want to dominate your sports and everything else. Not everybody, but there's a particular group of people who have it in their mind. All you got to do is take a look at women's sports. And you see these people who are transitioning and dominating, breaking records. And they ain't even trying to transition. They just they just grow their hair long and, and paint their fingernails, and then now they're world record holders. I mean, that to me, if you were really about fairness, you would say, you know what, maybe I should abandon playing this sport, or maybe I should fight that there's a designated group that also allows me to play the sport and allow women to have their rightful place in the sport, and they were biologically a woman. 
And I honestly believe if people wanted to be fair, they would be fighting for the fairness of everybody, not fighting for the fairness of themselves. That goes for every group in America. And I think people need to understand that. And like the song indicates, some of y'all don't know what this song is. Today is a good day. I want y'all to remember that. Make sure when you go out into the world that you love one another and that you respect each other's differences. But that don't mean you have to agree with one another. I love you guys. I really appreciate y'all listening. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., the Brandon Tatum Show will be on. Maybe next week we'll get the phone calls thing worked out. Follow me on social media at The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. I love you guys. I'll see y'all next week. Make sure y'all come back. Peace. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.